Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Hey y'all, this is Jenny Bellicky, and you're listening to the Swim Upstream podcast. Episode 14, Kids in the Kitchen. We like to start every episode with a little recap of what I'm learning this week. So, let's get started. This week, I'm learning about how to make 14-day pickles in a bucket. This is an old family recipe. It's my husband's grandmother's recipe. And with all of the surplus cucumbers that I'm getting in from the garden, this was the first thing I wanted to make with all of those cucumbers. So we are on day four with that, so I will give you an update next week to let you know how that process is going. I've also been making lots and lots of pickled red onions for the first time, and they are delicious. I bought several more bags of red onions yesterday. I've even got my little neighbor girl. Um, I've converted her and made her a fan of pickled red onions, and so I'm going to be making a jar to pass on to her and her family this week. And last but not least, yesterday we added four girls to our flock of chickens. We now have four um, chickens that are a mix between Easter Egger and Black Copper Morans. They're beautiful little black and gray birds with little black feather feet. You can find pictures of them on my Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. Let's get on with today's episode. So today we are on episode 14 and it is the last in our series on the intentional kitchen. And this week I want to talk about kids in the kitchen, but I want to go beyond just cute food and chicken nuggets. And I want to make an important qualifier at the beginning of this episode. Kids in the kitchen really is focusing on teaching your kids about how to be helpers in the kitchen, how to be um, able to master different recipes and be good helpers and just to really um, be prepared when they're in the kitchen. When they go out into the adult world, are they prepared to manage a kitchen and, and to just really be proficient there? But it's not just for kids. This could apply 
to your grandkids, to your niece and your nephews, or maybe it applies to you. Maybe along the way, you were never really taught how to be in the kitchen. You were never really taught how to cook well. Maybe you're someone who defines themselves as a poor cook or a bad baker or someone who doesn't really enjoy the kitchen and maybe you don't enjoy it because you're not very proficient at things. So I hope that today's episode will give you a fresh perspective on being in the kitchen and we'll be focusing a lot on being in the kitchen with your kids, but really for anybody, grandparents, aunts, single people, this episode applies to you as well because there's a lot of things in here that you can take from this and improve your own experience in the kitchen and then grab a kid and do it with them too. So let's get started and let's use our tools. When we are looking at anything for the first time and we are going through the process of stopping and thinking so that we can swim upstream. The first thing we need to ask ourselves is why. Why are we doing what we're doing? So, think back on your experiences in the kitchen. Why do you cook? Who are you cooking for? Who would you like to invite in to help you? And for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to assume that you have a child that you would like to include in your cooking. So, why would you want to include children in your cooking? First of all, I think it's important for kids to be given the life skill of being proficient in the kitchen. Girls will eventually be managers of their own homes. Um, Men need to know how to feed themselves. They need to know how to impress a girl with with a home-cooked meal. Um, they say that the way to a man's stomach is through his, to a man's heart is through his stomach. It works the same way with girls, honestly. And a man who can cook a meal for a girlfriend or for a wife that's sick or has just had a baby, just that is a really, really valuable skill. So don't limit the things that we're going to talk about to just the girls in your family, um, And that's why I specifically say kids in the kitchen and not just girls. Um, There are a lot of really good male chefs. There are a lot of really good men out there who really are excellent in the kitchen. Honestly, in our family, my husband has a lot more skill in the kitchen than I do. He actually um, did some chef's training and was working towards a culinary degree before swapping over to automotive technician um, and going the automotive route. So even though he has a lot of skills in the kitchen, most of the work of cooking and preparing food primarily falls to me because I'm home with our kids. But men are also excellent cooks when they've been given the tools to be proficient. So guys and girls need help in the kitchen. And there's a lot of things that they can learn that are really good life skills. We'll get into more of that later in the episode, but this really points even further to next week's episode on homeschooling where we're going to talk more about life skills. Being proficient in the kitchen teaches you a host of different things. 
there's just a multitude of things to learn there that apply in a lot of different ways and and help you in a lot of different circumstances and that really is a big focus in our homeschooling is to have our kids be prepared for life and not just for academics so that'll be what we'll be talking about next week but for this week let's just add to our list of whys life skills our number two list of whys um kids eat what they cook um you can expand their palate and encourage adventurous eating by inviting them into the process of cooking it Um, my daughter amber for her entire life has told me that she's not a fan of banana bread and over and over through the years i've made um my husband's great-aunt Judy's banana bread recipe, and she has politely declined over and over and over again to eat banana bread. She started a cooking course um, this school year, and in that, there was a little packet of recipes that had pictures and things like that. Um, I'll talk about those later, but she had a recipe in there for banana bread. And she made that recipe on her own, and she tried it, and she decided that she loves banana bread, as long as it's that recipe. There's still a great debate in our house whether her recipe or mine is a better recipe. She prefers hers, and that's just fine with me because she's learned to like a new food. You're much more likely to get a child to eat something that they've been involved in helping to cook. So, we want to give them life skills. We want them to eat what they cook. And number three, we want them to serve others and bless others. Giving them the life skill of knowing how to make something in the kitchen gives them the ability to bless someone when they're sick, when they've had a baby, when they've had surgery, when there's been a death in the family, when somebody moves. There's multiple times when a meal is such a blessing to someone. And if we've taught our children how to be proficient in the kitchen, or if we ourselves are proficient in the kitchen, then it's so much easier for us to use that skill to bless and serve other people. It also gives them the ability to do things like making cupcakes for a friend's birthday, or surprising a favorite aunt or cousin with a baked treat that you made. Um, it could be that they are able to contribute to, to gatherings when you go to a family picnic or a church potluck or another event where you need to bring something. It really brings them a lot of pride to be able to say, I made that, and to feel like they've contributed. So blessing and serving others is a big why in teaching your kids how to be in the kitchen. And last but not least, being in the kitchen is a hobby that's productive and profitable. It's something that keeps their mind and hands busy, so it gives them an alternative to being in front of screens, whether that screen is an electronic device or a phone or the TV. It gives them something productive to do, and it gives them something at the end that's not going to add a bunch of clutter to your house because you eat it and then it's gone. (laughs) Um, So on top of that, they can also use their talent and their productivity 
to also be profitable. For example, my daughter Gracie um, has been on several mission trips to Mexico with our family. And each time she has gone, she has taken orders for pound cake and banana bread. Two things that I teach every one of my girls to make and my son. Um, and every year, she has been able to contribute a significant amount, over half of the money that she needs for her mission trip, by baking pound cake and banana bread and selling those to friends and neighbors and people at church. Um, another time, our girls wanted to join American Heritage Girls, which is a Christian scouting organization. And we needed the money to buy their uniforms and their handbooks and their sash and pay the membership fee and all that kind of thing. And it was really out of reach for our budget. And so our, my girls um, decided to make banana bread and pound cake. They sold several and they were able to cover a large portion of the fees for all of those things. So teaching them to be productive and teaching them to, to do things that help them to be profitable um, is really so much a good use of their time compared to screens and electronic devices and things like that. So any kind of hobby that my girls or my son have that makes them productive and possibly even profitable is something that we really encourage in them. And they each have their own interests and things that, that they do. Um, in that regard. So now that we have figured out what our why is, now we need to do our research, right? Now's the opportunity to learn. And again, this points back to our philosophy with homeschooling. Everything is an opportunity to learn if you can look for the learning that's there. Uh, and you can take advantage of the opportunity to teach them something new. So what kinds of things can they learn and can you research about to help them learn when you've got kids in the kitchen? First of all, there are a ton of resources out there, so there will be no shortage of information for you on Pinterest, on YouTube. Um, there are, tend to be different groups. Our children, uh, two of my girls, Georgia and Amber, are in a cooking club through 4-H where they've learned knife skills and um, working together as a team and food safety and have really created some really amazing food in their cooking skills class. And then they're also in a gardening club where they're learning how to grow the food before they cook it. Um, so what kinds of things can you learn and teach your kids about when it comes to kids in the kitchen. First of all, you can learn about nutrition and food labels. Teach them how to how to read the label and know what's in the food they're eating. Teach them how to recognize ingredients versus chemicals. Teach them good things to put in their body and things that aren't so good for them and use the food labels to help them understand what is what. You can also teach them about meal planning and creating a grocery list and then using those things along with budgeting to save money. Um, it's really eye-opening to them to see how much we spend at the grocery store to understand how much a meal costs, especially when you're able to break down things like what does this pre-made convenience pizza cost versus what does it cost us to make it at home? 
what does it cost us to make it from scratch? What does it cost if we buy all the stuff and make it with a pre-made crust? Um, or if we order takeout versus buying one from the grocery store. Those kinds of things. There's lots of learning opportunities for unit pricing and buying in bulk versus buying individual. There's so much there that you can teach them about planning balanced meals, making the most of what you already have in your pantry, things like that, um, that really are a huge learning opportunity. Also, when you're doing all this, you can learn some math. You can talk about using measurements. You can learn how to half or double or triple or quadruple a recipe. You can learn about how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon. You can learn about pints and quarts and gallons. You can learn metric measurements. Um, a lot of really high bakers will um, bake according to weight rather than according to measure. Um, and that's another skill that you can learn along with them or teach them if you already have that skill. So lots of opportunities to do math in the kitchen. And the great thing about it is they're learning it in real life application. So they understand why they need to know it. Um, also, chemistry. Um, my daughter Gracie, I've mentioned before, is taking a chemistry course this year um, and into this next school year that studies chemistry and food. And it helps her understand chemically what's happening um, with sugars, with yeast, with eggs, leavening agency, agents, um, how different sugars affect what you're baking, different oils and fats, and why you would or wouldn't use them. There's all kinds of things that you can learn about chemistry through cooking. There's also party and event planning, um, being prepared for spontaneous company and hosting company. Um, it's really, really good to understand how to plan food for a crowd and how to do that on a budget. It's also really, really good to know how to spontaneously make either a little bit of party food or a simple meal to serve a surprise guest. Or maybe you just want to celebrate something um, in the family spontaneously. Or you have a friend come over and you just want to make it fun. Being able to go in your pantry and know what to pull out and how to make it look and feel like a party. Being able to plan out a menu for a baby shower or a bridal shower um, or a birthday party. Um, the skill of knowing what kinds of food to serve to what kinds of guests, how to plan a menu, those kinds of things are really important when it comes to being in the kitchen. And then last but not least, there are a lot of safety and other skills that we can teach our kids when we're in the kitchen. We can teach them how to deal with fire, um, both how to use fire safely and how to put out fire if it starts. We can teach them food safety with raw meats and temperatures of food, raw egg, things like that. We can teach them 
how to measure dry and liquid ingredients properly um, and which tools to use for those. We can teach them knife skills, how to cut things properly, the different terms for different types of cut, cuts that you would make, um, the, the right knife to use for the right job, and where to put your fingers so that you don't cut your fingers off. And we can also teach them about the importance of dishwashing and cleaning up. Um, this is an important one in my kitchen. Uh, my kids get lots and lots of freedom in the kitchen to create things. But one of our rules is, is number one, leave it better than you found it. And number two, there needs to be, um, the kitchen needs to be as if you were never there. I shouldn't be able to go into the kitchen and be able to guess what they've made based on what I see around me in the kitchen. Everything should be cleaned up and put away and you shouldn't be able to tell that anybody's even been in there. So helping your kids not only learn how to do that, but to regularly practice having the responsibility of doing those kinds of things is really important. And it's a great thing to teach your kid. Now, I have a Pinterest board called HS, which stands for Homeschooling Cooking. And on this Pinterest board, I have a ton of different things pinned for you to help you with your research. So, uh, I will put a link in the show notes to that Pinterest board. Um, and go check it out. And let me know what, if anything, you find there that you decided that you'd like to do. And again, I will encourage you, even as a single person or as someone who has grandkids, or niece or nephew, or maybe you're just a college student and you're just starting out and you need to learn. These are things that would be helpful for you as well. These are not kid-specific things. Most of them are things that anyone who wants to learn to cook and be proficient in the kitchen would benefit from. So we've gone over our why, we've done our research, and now it's time to choose a small step I wanted to just go through a day of food and give you some ideas of different basic things that you can start with. Maybe some of these things you already know how to do. Maybe some of these things your kids already know how to do. But hopefully this will get the wheels turning and inspire you on where you can start in the kitchen, either for yourself or with your kids. For our kids, the first thing we teach them how to make is scrambled eggs. As soon as they can make eggs for themselves, that really is a stepping stone to several different things. Um, one natural stepping stone, especially with breakfast, is French toast. Because once you can crack eggs and scramble them in a bowl, then you can flip bread in it and put it in the pan and toast that bread. And then if you can do well with the French toast and keeping the temperature right and not burning it and things like that, then you're able to move on and make something like pancakes. We also, um, in cooking from scratch, make a large bulk batch of muffin mix that we then use a certain measurement of and add wet ingredients and fruit to to make muffins. So we teach them how to make the muffins. That, in turn, can also lead to making cupcakes later on. Um, and most importantly, when my kids are learning how to make eggs, they also learn how to make coffee. And no, I don't t 
tell them that they can't have any. Um, all of my kids, except for Amber, because she doesn't like it, love a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, we do it primarily because the caffeine helps to stimulate their brain in the same way that ADD medication works. And it really helps them to focus and get started in the morning. Um, they only get one cup a day. And honestly, my girls use more milk than coffee. Um, but um, all of them enjoy a cup of coffee. And so all of them have learned how to make coffee. Matter of fact, Amber knows how to make coffee even though she doesn't drink it. And she made me a pot this morning. Amber drinks hot tea, so that's something else that we teach them is how to brew a proper cup of tea. All of us enjoy it in the afternoon at one time or another, but Amber likes her tea in the morning. So then we move into lunchtime. Lunchtime, you can teach them how to make a simple quesadilla with a tortilla and some cheese. Maybe add in a few veggies. Maybe put some pepperoni in it and then dip it in marinara sauce. Something simple that they can do, especially if they've mastered eggs or French toast. Um, a quesadilla is a really simple thing that they can make for themselves for lunch. They can also do simple heat and eat things from the oven. Things like fish sticks or chicken tenders or pizza rolls or things like that. Um, we tend to put quite a limit on those. They're a treat at our house. Um, but when we do have them on occasion, they know how to do it. Um, and then also we teach them how to make a salad. We try to keep pre-cut veggies on hand so that it's an easier thing to do. But if not, we've taught them how to do um, food prep. And so each one of my kids knows how to cut up different vegetables and fruits and how to store them in a way that they'll last for a little while until we're able to use them. So again, using those knife skills, doing our part to help the family by helping with food prep and things like that. And they can make a salad for lunch. Um, for snacks, we've taught them how to cut various fruits, like I've said before. Um, all of my kids are very comfortable to go and get out a peach or or an orange or an apple and cut cut it up into pieces that are able to be eaten and take care of the rest of it and dispose of it in the way that they need to and use the knife without hurting themselves. They also make homemade popcorn. Um, we don't buy microwave popcorn. We buy just the kernels. So um, that is something that they do. Um, right off the bat. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty here, but I'm going to continue anyway and hope that you can hear me while I continue on. The next thing that we learn how to make is ramen noodles. Um, ramen noodles are really, really easy to make because all you have to do is um, put the noodles in a pot and then you drain it and add the seasoning. So it's very easy for them to do and it's a basic meal. Once they've done that, then they're able to do something more like spaghetti and garlic bread. 
Um, they actually made spaghetti and garlic bread for my husband and I probably about a month or so ago for an outside date night during um, shutdown with the coronavirus. So that was a big blessing to us for them to be able to do that. Um, for dessert, we teach them how to make pound cake. I really like the idea of making pound cake as one of the first baked goods with my kids because they have to learn um, the proper order of the ingredients. They have to learn to cream the milk and the butter together. I mean, the, the butter and the sugar together. And then to add the wet ingredients, the dry ingredients. And just the whole process of that is... Um, fundamental to learning how to do other cakes and things like that and then um, Amber has recently uh, mastered brownies from scratch and we have an Amish baking cookbook that we um, use for a lot of different recipes and she learned how to make the brownies from that recipe also um, as I mentioned before you can go beyond just the basic meals and teach them things like food prep, fermenting things. Um, my kids have learned how to make kombucha. They've learned how to, they've watched me make kraut. Um, they know a little bit about how to do the pickles um, and the pickled onions. They're watching me do that. I'm talking to them about it as I'm doing it. Um, and then they're learning a little bit about canning and preserving food. They're learning what the basic process is. They're learning different alternative ways to preserve food, whether it's freezing it or drying it or canning it or cooking it and eating it right away. Um, so they're learning lots and lots there too. The big thing is, is giving your kids freedom and encouragement to try new recipes. Have they ever wanted to make XYZ? Find them a good basic beginner recipe for it and let them go for it if it's a multiple step complicated recipe do everything you can to find the resources to help them be successful let them watch youtube videos of people making it look for it in various forms in recipes online and find one that you think would work read through it with them help them set out all their ingredients really set them up for success so encourage them to do the fun recipes, the let's try this and see how it happens kind of recipe, but also really encourage them to learn different things to mastery. Like I said, Amber just learned how to make brownies from scratch. And this is a recipe that we focused on getting to mastery. Now she's doing banana bread to mastery. And basically that means that they're able to make the recipe from start to finish completely independently and it turns out exactly the way it's supposed to so that they learn from the mistakes that they make ahead of that. First of all, this improves their skill. Second of all, this teaches them to learn from failure. So, um, we want to make sure that we're showing positive ways to deal with failure. We don't want to fake success and say, oh, this is the best banana bread I've ever had, if it's all gooey in the middle. 
We want to help them troubleshoot and figure out why it was gooey in the middle and help them figure out what they can do next time. You can do that by asking leading questions, by saying, have you thought about this? Did you remember to do that? And then praising them for the effort that they put into it this time. We want to make sure that they know that it is absolutely okay to make mistakes. We need to let them know that it's expected that you're not going to be good at something right off the bat. You may need to try and fail several times before you get it right. But in the end, they learn perseverance and they master the recipe. So, um, on top of having the freedom and encouragement to try new recipes, really, really emphasize um, at least one recipe at a time, and I really recommend that you limit it to one, that they're learning to mastery. Example is a powerful teacher. So if you want your kids to enjoy being in the kitchen, examine the way you're in the kitchen. Be aware of your current attitudes about cooking. Are you excited to get in and create something to eat or is it drudgery? You can't get kids excited about being in the kitchen if they know you hate to cook. Um, So examine where you are with that. Where could you improve? And also, you're going to teach them how to be excited about cooking by the way you present things. Look at this new food I bought to try. This past week, we got jicama in the Misfits Market box delivery. Um, My kids have never had jicama. I've had it one time at a restaurant, but I was really excited to get jicama so that I can try it in a new recipe. You can also say something like, I made this for the first time, and when I made it, I realized that I did this, and next time I know to do that so it'll turn out better. If they see that you make mistakes when you cook and that you're figuring out the mistakes that you made and you're learning from them, it will make their learning even better when, when they are cooking themselves. So, know your why, do your research, choose a small step, and last but not least, do it and don't compare. We are not aiming for Pinterest perfect recipes here. Your kids' cakes are not going to look like Cake Boss. We're going to celebrate every attempt. We're going to give them heaps of encouragement. And we're going to show them how to fail with grace. We're going to show them how to learn from those failures. So that they can become proficient and even masters in the kitchen. So this week, get in the kitchen with your kids and make something. Then take a picture and tag me on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, you can tag me at swim.upstream. And on Facebook, you can tag me at Jenny Veliki. So tag me in your pictures and let me see what you and your kids create in the kitchen. Tune in next week and we'll talk about homeschooling. How we swim upstream as we educate our kids at home. Until next time... This is Jenny Veliki, and you've been listening to Swim Upstream. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast, where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. 
This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast, where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming.